Welcome back in. We are continuing with Brewers on Deck Live. Greg Matzik with you from the Wisconsin Center, downtown Milwaukee. Continuing our show till 4 o'clock and happy to be joined on the panel here by Brewers starting pitcher Chase Anderson. Chase, remember a year ago, what was going on? Yeah, I was at a, uh, a buddy's wedding. I get a phone call, and uh, the Brewers on Deck event was going on at that time, and I got traded to the Brewers. <laughs> you found out you were at a wedding. I was at a wedding. So you had to put down the bacon-wrapped chestnuts and exactly. the electric slide to take a phone call? Yeah, we were actually about to take pictures, and I got a phone call from the, the D-backs GM and, and Dave Stearns, and boom, I'm a Brewer. So you were in the wedding, too, at that time? We were at, just taking pictures right before. Right before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. So how does that set your mood the rest of the evening? Uh, I was I was a little scatterbrained, if you if you if you will. Uh, yeah, I, I hope they had an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was quite a <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> it was quite a night just because you know uh, you never really expect to get traded then you get traded and you're like oh wow it's gonna be a whole new group whole new thing whole new transition um, still still glad we went to Phoenix for spring training that was nice um, but now having a year under my belt. Um, I kind of know what to expect, and you know, I really enjoy the Brewers. Did that was that process at all in any way eased uh, by the fact you were traded with a, a guy you played with in Aaron Hill? Yeah, it was good uh, to be traded with somebody because Aaron is. Uh, we've always been pretty good friends when I was with the Diamondbacks, and just he's been a kind of a, a good veteran leader. And he was, you know, what he did for the clubhouse for the short time he was here in Milwaukee was was awesome. He kind of gelled the guys together. He's, he was an awesome guy. Brewers starter Chase Anderson joining us here from Brewers on Deck Live. Uh, your season last year, it, it, it kind of felt like two different seasons, I bet. You know, the second half and the first half. What yeah. what, what really changed for you once you got into the second half of the season? Well, the numbers were lights out, the pitch counts were low, and, and it, it, it felt like you were really in a nice groove. Yeah, I think um, Derek Johnson and some of the um, things we talked to in spring training, we worked on a new curveball, changed my whole grip. So I finally kind of got that grip uh, and felt comfortable by, by the time August came around, uh, July and August. And, you know, with a three-pitch mix, you're able to feel comfortable throwing all those pitches for strikes. Um, and then I was kind of just, you know, I was tacking the strike zone better. I kind of had a better uh, a mental approach to the game. And, you know, with the curveball being a, a better pitch than it was in the first half and getting a feel for it, I feel like that third pitch really made it hard for hitters to, to pick up and to, uh, you know, kind of sit on one pitch. You know, talk to me through this dynamic. I think it's, it's that one area where, you know, the media doesn't really see it, the fans don't really see it. But it's your connection with a pitching coach. So I think a lot of times when you know, maybe a team ERA is, is lower than expected, pitching coaches can be kind of a scapegoat. But I don't think they're given enough credit at times when things are going well. Right. So it, walk me through that dynamic. Just, I mean, how much time in a given week are, are you spending with your pitching coach? Every day. Uh, every day. Um, in spring training, I mean, every day we and, me and DJ would talk about something. And there's always either work around the curveball, where to locate a fastball, um, what counts I should be throwing different pitches in. Uh, always trying to fine-tune my delivery. I changed a couple of things in my delivery for this, um, after All-Star break, and that helped out too. Um, you're always figuring out and trying to, you know, p- pick the pitching coach's mind to see what he can challenge you with, and he challenged me with those th- those few things. And you know, I just learned how to okay, I, I implemented it in my game, and it, it worked. And you know, uh, he gets he deserve he should deserve a lot of credit. I mean, even even when we struggle, I feel like that's that's more on the pitcher than it is anybody else. Or, um, but when we do well, it's he should get some more credit. That's for sure. Advanced scouting, things of that nature, yeah. where to pitch a guy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and just learn how to read swings too. Like you throw a pitch, a guy fouls it off. You see where he fouls it off at, so you kind of know where what set, sets up the next pitch. That kind of stuff. That's really interesting, and I think this year is going to be a new challenge because, you know, last year at this time you had Jonathan Lucroy and Martin Maldonado. I think it was well documented how good Luke was at framing pitches. Right. Uh, the thought was he could he could make pitchers better than perhaps they really were. Right. Those numbers look really good. True. But now you step into a situation where it's okay. You got to you're getting your feet wet again here with with a couple of new guys. How much time does that typically take? Is is a month or you know two months worth of time? 
before the regular season enough time? I think so. I think if you have good communication and you talk to each other on a daily basis after your bullpens and spring training, after your games, your outings, all that kind of stuff, um, if you have that dialogue and you, you show you care about the catcher and the catcher shows he cares about you, you can really build a good relationship pretty quickly. So what did you learn from your time coming over from Arizona to Milwaukee, uh, not only through the process of being traded, but uh, just in terms of you know being a professional in a new city and now and adapting to a new teammate uh, that's uh, teammates that are in a, in a rebuilding kind of mode? Right. Was that an adjustment for you, and yeah, how did it, you handle it? It's always a little bit of an adjustment just because you, you don't know, really know what to expect, and you go into a new team, and, um, you know, you, I was drafted by Arizona, came up through the system, and got to the big leagues with them, so you kind of have the, you, you, you want to stay there for a little bit, and then you get traded, and you're like, okay, you know, that's over with, a new chapter in my life, and uh, come here, and, you know, they're in the rebuilding process, and um, but the guys in the clubhouse, we're trying to win every game, no matter what the case is on, you know, upstairs or whatever it may be, um, so I think, being here now and looking back on the fact that I was traded and, and seeing the, the transition it was, um, I kind of I came. I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself to start the season last year. And I think I, as the season went on, I kind of relaxed and just did my thing and was more comfortable. And I think that led to some success on the field. You know, it seems like the from a, a volume perspective here, the the number of guys with major league experience coming to camp as starting pitchers. Uh, I haven't looked back last year, but I would argue that it's probably higher this year than it was a year ago. seems like that competition uh, is going to be very interesting to watch throughout spring training. You pay attention, right? You know yeah. how many bodies you got there. Sure. Decisions have to be made somewhere at some point. Correct. Uh, that opportunity to compete for your role, is that something you relish here? I do. I do, because in Arizona, when that, when that was the kind of the case in spring training, I relished the role, and I had really good springs. I think it brings the best out of anybody. Um, competition always is, is a good thing and you know it gives you that edge you know when you when you do well and you um, you earn that spot you feel like you've, you've earned it not just kind of given to you so uh, I've always been that way my whole life I've earned everything I've gotten so I'm very thankful and you know I'm excited for spring training. Do you guys learn from one another too on the mound I mean you guys are a fraternity you spend a lot of right. time with each other right uh, the starting staff and so on even though you may have different styles can, can you pick up on something that Zach Davies does or, or that Jimmy Nelson does to either get a certain guy out or how they manage the game? Right, yeah, me and Zach talk a lot. We play catch a lot because we're kind of similar pitchers. Um, I'm not throw a tad bit harder than he does, but he, he, he's kind <laughs> you of... You can a, say that louder if you want. You might, you might still be here. But he's, he's like, just watching the pitch, he's really good at dissecting hitters' weaknesses. Like he's, I call him the mad scientist on the mound. He's out there just, he's picking guys apart, like making the, the, the best hitters look not very good in the box. So uh, we talk a lot, Jimmy and I talk a lot. Uh, yeah, we, we bounce ideas off each other. We play catch each other to see if our pitchers are moving the right way. Ask them how you get this. How do you get this certain guy out? Because I haven't got him out the last ten times I faced him. There's certain things we do talk about, and you know that's definitely gonna it's gonna it's gonna bode us well going forward. He's starting to long toss a little bit now, get some running in, all that kind of stuff. I have been doing that since November first. Now you're the only guy that I, I so I'm I'm always at the stadium about two o'clock. I do a show from outside the stadium. If you're not pitching, you're running. Right? I mean, you guys run a ton. Yeah. Now, you're the only guy I've ever seen actually running on the outside of the stadium. Yeah. Frequently. You would yeah. run by me as I was walking to, to do my radio show. Yeah. I, I have a little route I run the day after I pitch. Just, it's like three and a half miles. Just kind of a flushed the body out. And, um, I don't like running on treadmills because the scenery never changes. When you run outside Milwaukee, you get to go down by the river. You see the trees. That's that's kind of my style. I'm more of an outdoors person than indoors. You guys got to set up like a, some kind of starting pitcher scavenger hunt where you get your running in, but <laughs> right. you're also looking for different things around the stadium. Yeah, exactly. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be interesting. We should try that. <laughs> Keep it nice and light. Exactly. Well, Chase, looking forward to spring training here. I know you'll head back to Dallas here for a minute. And then uh, February 14th, 
I know. They got to explain to the you know the family or the wife that you got to you got to leave on Valentine's Day to report. But I know it's uh, we're going to leave a little bit early, so maybe I can plan something for that evening, like well, a nice dinner or something. There you go. Well, appreciate <laughs> you having on uh, yeah. with us today. Thank you very much. We'll see you in uh, spring training sometime in March. I'll be down there for about a week. Brewers starting pitcher Chase Anderson on Brewers on deck live.